0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we equip people to manage change. And I have an awesome guest with me today. Um, I have been bringing you these fabulous women who are doing awesome things and putting out great content and great resources. And today is no exception. We have uh, Kanika Talver with us. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I am doing great. So um, one of the things that I always try to do when I, when I bring guests on is I want them to have an opportunity to share what they're going on, what they're bringing to the table, any new um, projects they have going on. And I had to have you as a guest when I saw that you had released your new book, Career Rehab. And because there are so many people that are trying to figure out what they wanna do next, how they wanna position themselves. I said, I have got to have her come on and <laughs> drop some nuggets and some gems because you you are putting it out there on Twitter. So I needed to <laughs> make sure that we got you on here so people can hear you and get to know you. Um, and on, our web, on my website at carsgroup.com, they'll have a full page dedicated to you that'll have your bio and links to where they can find the book and your website and all of that. But I just wanted to just dive right in and, and ask you, why did you choose the topic of career rehab?
1: I chose the topic of career rehab is because I felt like there were so many of us that are in the workplace who needed to uh, rehab our careers. I like to the analogy of like a house, you know, when you have a house that you're putting on the market, sometimes you have to do some renovations to market yourself, Mm -hmm. to better brand yourself and to actually sell the house. It's the same thing with our careers. Sometimes we have to gut out the things that are not working within within our careers and we have to fill it with the good things for our personal brand and for our online presence to get the job that we deserve so that's why I call it a career rehab because it's kind of like you know rehabbing your career to a place that's going to help you be more marketable you know and
0: I think it's interesting because you mentioned personal brand and I have heard that buzzword going around you know it, it's more than just a list of your qualifications and your experience you really have to start cultivating your brand personally and who you are and what people think of when they see you or, or, or talk to you. So if I'm looking at, you know, changing careers and and this is one thing that um, I tend to get bored easily. (laughs) So so I kind of go through and i never thought of it as a career rehab. I just did like, Oh, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. So let me do this instead. Um, But I, I, I'm really glad that you're devoting, at a book to kind of the how-tos of doing that because I know I did not have any guidance at yeah. all. So if somebody's in their current career and they're thinking about, you know, hey, I may need to do a tweak and do a rehab, what's one of the first things that you tell them they need to,
1: to think about? Um, so I like to talk about the career rehab diagnosis. And that's just really talking about the first step of diagnosing what do you need to do mm-hmm. to get more skills? Maybe, maybe you need to learn more more technologies maybe you need some more soft skills maybe you need some more technical skills so this diagnosis is really you doing a Mm self-assessment of where you're trying to go and how to get there because we know that we have to create realistic goals to get to do a career change or to maybe get a promotion within our current industry so it's, it's just really going through and and getting a journal and just writing down what are the knowledge gaps that I have and how can I build upon that in my current position or how can I self-study to build upon the skills that I don't have for this new career move that you're trying to make.
0: Now, if you are looking at a, and and one of the things that I have found um, a lot of times, there are some people that don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. So doing this self-diagnostic is going to require you to do some research. Of course. On where you're trying to get to. And, you know, even one of the things I always tell people is sometimes you don't know where exactly you want to go, but you know what you don't want. Right. So if you're looking at your current career and your current profession and you're saying, okay, this is really, this is requiring me to travel a lot. And I really don't want to do that. Or this is requiring me to, you know, have to work on a team. And I'm not really that great at that. I think that there are different ways for them to figure out what that, where those gaps are. Do you offer um, worksheets or or resources or
1: anything like that in the book or within your own practice? I mean, within my own practice, I think it's so important. I like, I, I use the analogy on Twitter and on LinkedIn a lot is that we have to build our brand by dating jobs. So, in order to build that checklist of the things that you don't want and the things that you do want, it's the same thing when we're dating someone in the real world, like a human being, right? We have to date jobs to figure out what we like and what we dislike, right? So when I am, um, if I was single and I was out there dating, there are things that I'm looking for in a man, and there are things that you should be looking for in your job, and you have to really do some some soul searching to say, I've had these good experiences or bad experiences in these types of work environments and these things don't work for work for my personality fit. Mm -hmm. Um number two is to also make sure that when you're looking for organizations that you really want to work for is that you're doing the research on like glassdoor to figure out if that culture fit is a good culture fit for the team dynamics, for the overall mission of the organization and what they plan to offer you. Like like I think it's also important to know what is in it for you, right? You know, we know we we offer so many awesome things on our resume and on our LinkedIn profile, but it's so important to identify what are the perks that you want out of that new job. And that comes from doing your research on what the company benefits offer and what the company culture is like. You know, it's interesting that you say
0: date your date the job, because most people have, you know, it used to be that they look, they frowned upon you trying out different things. So, you know, my brother is the, <laughs> is the poster child for if I don't like it anymore, I'm out. Like he just does not, he said, I'm not going to give 20 or 30 years of my life to, to something, something
1: that you don't want to do. Right. Yeah. So
0: yeah. his job, and he's very good at what he does. He works in it and cybersecurity. And so his field is in demand. So he can kind of pick and choose where he wants to go. So he's like, hey, it's a shortage out here for people like me. So I'm going to look at this just like you said. What is it? What is the company about? How do they want to work? Is this going to be, you know, conducive to my personality? And, and and so often we're taught to sell ourselves to the company that we don't think about basically interviewing or dating the company to make sure they're a yeah. fit for us.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why that's why I switched it. I'm a millennial. I'm in IT. So I get your brother totally. <laughs> um, there's a lot of money to be made. There are a lot of surplus of jobs across America in IT. So, so I understand the demand of being able to like, maybe maybe in IT, it's a little bit more easier to move around because there's, there's more jobs and people mm-hmm. to fill those jobs. But I think when I was in bad toxic work environments, I was subjecting myself to things that I should not have not been doing. And I wasn't owning my work. So mm-hmm. I, I, when I was writing the book, I was like, "Man, if I'm looking for a job, I should be able to interview them." It's like the, the job interview is like the first date, right? You know, like, and then, then, as you're dating that job, you're assessing it over a period of time. So the first ninety days, I'm doing an assessment of this going to work, mm-hmm. because I'm getting to know the culture, they're getting to know me, and as I go into six, nine months, and twelve months, I'm figuring out, hey. Because after pretty much after six months, you kind of know, or even before that if you've been around the block in the corporate environment, you kind of know what is going to work is not going to work because you've been in bad situations. So when you see those signs, those repeating signs, mm. it's important to know like this short term, mm. I'm dumping this job, as I say <laughs> in the book, is, is <laughs> I'm dumping the job, but I'm getting something out of that job, whether it's training, whether it's more money, whether it's building my network and I'm moving on to the next situation that is better for me. You know, I think that is
0: so key because a lot of times people will dump the job, but they don't have they, they, they haven't thought about what they want to get out of that situation. Like you, it's always so good to get out of bad jobs. Right. You you have to look at what is this going to bring to the table how is this going to enhance me what am i going to walk away learning or being able to do what other certification that i you know have i gotten what other training has this allowed me to get into another network and and that's part of us looking at the benefits beyond the traditional dental health you know exactly. that exactly kind of, you have to look at the all of the benefits of that job who you know do they pay for membership in professional organizations for you yeah. where you'll be able to network with other people. You know, are they going to send you to conferences? Are they going to pay for you to go back to school? You know, what are they going to bring to the table? And I think so many, pe- so many times people are afraid to ask that.
1: So I think it's important that when you're doing your job offer and when you are researching about the company, this goes back to researching the company and figuring out what are the perks and what are the benefits. Everybody gives healthcare. Everybody gives standard paid time off. Everybody gives um, standard um, you know benefits for healthcare. But it's so important for us to figure out like what's the training budget? Negotiate that. Mm. Um, what, what are the opportunities for me to be able to work from home, remote? That's another thing that Mm -hmm. I encourage my coaching clients is that if you want that, ask for that. The worst thing they can say is no. Mm -hmm. And if that company isn't remote friendly, you should have already saw that on Glassdoor or on their website or what type of culture they are. um, Because a lot of us in IT, once we start working remote, we don't want to work remote. We don't want to go into the office five days a week anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? So if that means that much to you, make it a part of your list of things um, to ask for um, in your job offer.
0: And, you know, I think that that is so key because when we talk about, you know, rehabbing our career and rehabbing our personal brand to get what we want, I I think there's a huge um, opportunity for us to realize that we do have a voice. Yes. And and we need to speak up. We can't just say, oh, well, I'm not going to address that beforehand because I really want to get in and get the job. I'll talk about it afterwards. No you know that's like you going on like you said you're dating the job so that's like you know you putting on your tinder profile hey i like long walks in the park and go to the beach and you don't like to be outside
1: so it's like that's not gonna work right so i think it's so important to be up front with what you want and to stick to that because i think you're right so many times i've taken jobs and i was um Waiting on a promise. Oh, they mm-hmm. promised me that, that we were going to work remote, and it never happened. Or they promised me I was going to get a training budget of two, three thousand dollars a year, and it never happened. So I think it's important to know that um because then your 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 career disappointments are less. You're mm. going in there knowing exactly what they're going to give you, right? Because if you go in there with somebody saying we may, well, we may not, I think you're going to find yourself very unhappy when you get there. Mm. And I, and I, and that and holding
0: them accountable to that is key because, like you said, if they go in and they say, "Hey, we're going to give you a training budget of this amount, or we're going to, you know, pay for this certification, or we're going to, you know, allow you to travel, or you're going to be able to re- work remote x number of days a week," and if it's not happening, you know, one, of course, make sure you got stuff in writing, um, but yeah. two. You need to be able to call them on it because if you're not meeting your performance goals, they are certainly going to talk to you about what you're not doing. Of course. Um, So, if I'm in this position and I've decided, you know what, I need to rehab a little bit, I'm seeing the writing on the wall, and maybe my industry is shifting or there's stuff going on in my company and I need to make a move. Um, You talk about doing the diagnostic and you talk about, you know, making, you know, dating the jobs. So what would be the next step?
1: So the next thing would be to, um, I feel like it's important to network with people that are already in the situation that you're trying to get in. So like what I do is I maximize and use LinkedIn. If I'm trying to get an AWS certification or I'm trying to get into cloud computing or I'm trying to to get into a certain company, I am building my network with people that have already overcame the career challenges that I currently have. Mm. Because it's so important to not lean onto your own understanding because there's somebody that already went through what you've gone through. Right. So, what I've done is I have been in the IT industry, being a woman of color, being someone that knows the challenges of navigating those challenges. I try to connect with other people that look like me that have already, their profile already shows they have the skill sets, the knowledge, the certifications, or the job that I desire to seek.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, People don't realize it. Now, we don't like the, the, the inbox message that is like, hey, connect with me because I want to help you build your career or whatever. And they're just trying to sell you something. But I have connected with so many people on LinkedIn that are completely open to having a 15-minute conversation. And just say, hey, I want to learn more about you and your work and your journey. I'm trying to switch careers or I'm looking
1: at this. You know, can we have a virtual coffee? And just talk for 15 minutes. I have done that so many times and I've been extremely successful with it. Mm-hmm. And it has really saved me a lot of time on trying to figure things out myself. Yeah. Um. So I think it's important to use the direct messaging functionality on LinkedIn and to always be clear when you're direct message or what you're expecting to get out of that, that, that message that you're sending. So mm-hmm. I think be, be clear and be concise edify them show mm-hmm. that you read their profile and and connect with them in a way that brings um in my book I talk about you have to network like a hustler so you have to keep your net your antennas up at all times right so when I see posts of other people who are like oh they got the certification or I see a, a a new job offer and they got they changed their job title keep and when you're at networking events keep your hustler antennas up. So you're always aware of who around you is already doing some awesome things. Mm -hmm. Because I and I and I'm I'm like you. I
0: I believe that we need to use the knowledge and the experiences from people that have gone before us because then, you know, I don't have to go through the bumps and the bruises if you've already done it. You know, you can tell me avoid that pitfall or move over to this side. So when you're when we're talking about personal branding, Are you creating a persona that someone else wants or do you advocate people um, creating the persona that fits them and then finding the thing that matches? Because I know there there are some people who are like, oh, I'm going to create this whole new persona that's shiny and everybody's going to want it, but that's not really who they are.
1: So I, I always go for authenticity, um, being very authentic in your personal brand, meaning that I think it's important for me to let my light shine through my personality. Like I have a really vibrant, big personality, um, but I also have a, I have a great technical background. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to mash up who you really are with your technical expertise and your soft skills and to morph it all into who God created you to be Mm. because there's enough robotic people out here in the corporate workplace that are just doing everything that they think a job vacancy announcement should say that they should do or they're doing something that's in their job description that they got from HR it's like to be a personal brand is like in my book I talk about shifting your mindset from an employee to 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 being a brand Mm -hmm. in order to do that you really have to stop valuing the little, start start valuing the little things that you do every day and make them seem big on your LinkedIn profile. Make them seem awesome and big and how you articulate them in your resume and on job interviews. Because people are looking for subject matter experts within certain industries. They're not looking for somebody just to do what they're told to do. They're looking for people who can add value. Yes. Yeah, and I think that that's
0: key because now, the workforce has shifted and you, it, it's all about, you know, and in and, and the work that I do with organizations and with companies and, and equipping people to manage change, most of it is around how do I bring my whole self to work? How do I make sure, because you spend so much of your day and so yeah, much work. of your life at sure. work and doing work-related things, you need to be able to say, this is who I am all the time. It doesn't mean that, hey, I'm going to put on this hat while right. I'm working. And then, you know, after I leave for the couple of hours I have off on the weekends or at night, then I can, you know, kind of let my hair down and be my real self. Um, I think organizations
1: I think, really want to see who you really are. And I think it goes back to the research, right? There are organizations that don't want you to bring your full self to work. And that, that's clear on other employees leaving their personal feedback on what their experiences were at those companies, so I think it's important to um, identify your your personal brand has to um, be able to fit into an employer brand that is conducive for you bringing your full self to work, right? Because you can't really say, "Oh, I want to work at this Fortune 500 company who really is against people bringing their full self to work." So it goes back to the research and. What I also think is important is to connect with people at the companies on LinkedIn that already work there. So what I do is when I, when I was trying to go work at Deloitte, which um, was a company where there wasn't a lot of people that looked like me that worked there. What I did was I connected with a lot of them through LinkedIn and asked them, how was your experience there? Mm-hmm. You're already dating this job. Should I date this job too? <laughs> You know what I mean, so it's like I want to know if it's if it's legit if it's good how does how does how does how do they focus on diversity and inclusion, how do they focus on training and development because you're you're already there, and if you're there and I'm not happy there, then I probably shouldn't go there either right and I think it's
0: interesting you know that that's the only time in the dating scenario where it's okay for you guys, for you to
1: date the same
0: people. You know? <laughs>
1: Because we're all trying to get something out of this dating experience. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're getting something, they're getting mad, crazy, 80 hours out of you every pay period or more. What are you getting out of it? We're sharing the wealth of building this million dollar or billion dollar company, right? We all have a share in that. Yeah.
0: And I, I love the way you tell people that they have to shift their mindset from employee to personal brand. And start thinking about what am I getting from this and how is this going to, you know, but what am I bringing to it as well? And realizing that, you know what, I have strengths. I have, you know, qualities that this organization can use and that they want to bring in to help them build their brand and, you know, increase their profitability and so on and so forth. So I think that it's really important for us to shift the way that we look at each at ourselves. Right we're not commodities. You know, I always tell people I'm not a widget. You can't just pluck me off a, off an assembly line and say, you know, shove me into this little, this little hole. You know, I have things that I bring to the table that other people can't. And I know what that is.
1: Right. Right. And I think that's so important. so one, one thing that I do with the employee mindset shift to being a brand is like, take opportunities to maximize what you do well in, um, in presentations, and meetings, mm-hmm. in, in um, stakeholder communication, whether you're communicating on a web meeting, whether it's face-to-face meetings, whether it's through email, let your let your light shine through through the things that you do. So they'll be like, oh yeah she's a rock star. Like every time I email her or every time there's time to do a, a presentation or a briefing, she brings her A game. She communicates effectively. So I think that's a, that's a piece that we sometimes forget. Like we could shine. Mm-hmm. Secure your seat at the table by being present and, and, and making them know like, oh yeah, like, like, like she's just not just getting by. She's a rock star.
0: Right. And I, I love that because when I, when I talk to um, Minda Hearts on you know about her book the memo and securing the seat and she talked about how we need to speak up a lot more and we need to allow ourselves to shine it's not about fitting in it's about standing out and you can do it in a way that is not ego you know egotistical oh yeah right it's it's not something that puts other people down and you're always trying to be at the head of the line but it's one where people naturally see you know she's awesome like you said she's a rock star um and being it's able strategic. to strategic is very
1: strategic yes. it's it's very it's very intentional but it's not coming off as like i am like the angry black woman who knows everything <laughs> and who goes against the grain and is trying to be a rebel at work it's very much so understanding how to um shine and then you're shining but then you're also shining to a point where you also keep remembering what am i getting out of now right. like I'm shining but I, I want this training I'm to go to this conference mm-hmm. I want to meet new people so the thing is it's like I'm strategically thinking about how to play the game and shine and bring my authentic self to work in within, with the intent of getting everything that I still desired out of that checklist right exactly and I think that when you when you do it
0: that way you not only allow yourself to shine but you you make the company look good and you attract the attention of the right type of people that are going to open more doors and and help you to have more opportunities because i've talked to a couple of friends who because of the way that they shine in their role and they made it clear that they wanted more and they were they wanted more challenges and they wanted to expand they had someone in their current company who referred somebody at another company that was looking for a position and said, Mm -hmm. Hey, you need to talk to this person because I think she would be, she's ready for that next step. And so you, I mean, you never know. And I mean, before that would be unheard of.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think, I think in this digital age, um, it's just so important to know that (laughs) referrals is like the easiest way to get hired for new roles Mm -hmm. and um, people just really Really, are not maximizing their network on with with who they who they know. Your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a million people out here that have resumes that have LinkedIn profiles, but are you maximizing on building strategic relationships? Right, and that's key. And and you know, social media.
0: I always say the internet is the great equalizer because just from me doing this podcast that I started on a dare, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, I have met and talked to you know people from Israel, and you know you I met on Twitter and Minda I met on Twitter and other people I met on LinkedIn. I would have never been able to connect with people before the internet. I'm sitting at home and like, Oh, you know, we're having conversations, and I think that's something that we really have to learn how to take advantage of, and I love the way you say it's got to be strategic, yes. So yeah. you, you have to know where you're going Yeah, you have to outline a plan of how you're going to get there and start
1: shifting your mindset. Start playing chess instead of checkers. Agree, agree. Yeah. And the relationships are not one way, right? Mm-hmm. So like I definitely talk about in the book is that you do not want to network what's just in it for you. Right. It's also like I'm on this podcast show with you and what's in it for you is that you get to interview me and what's in it for me is I get to share my gems with other people Mm -hmm. you know that listen to your show and we get to connect we get to know more about each other so it's like relationships I think networking at one time was like I I just want to I want to get that job right but I don't want to really add value to the relationship that I'm building with this person I'm just you can't be a taker right yeah, I, one of the
0: things I always say is that um, relationships are not supposed to be a gimme gimme. It's supposed to be a win win. So yeah. each person is supposed to gain some type of value from it.
1: Agreed. And,
0: You know, um, it has been great talking to you. I've, your 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 tips that you give on Twitter are awesome, and um, so I was like, yeah, I gotta have her on the show. And um, so tell people, and I'm gonna have this link on on the website, but just tell people that are listening. How can, how can they get in touch with you? Where they can find the book? How can they work with you? Give them all your details.
1: Okay. So you guys can reach me at my website at kanikatover.com. And if you're interested in coaching or interested in working with me for speaking engagements, you definitely can um, complete the form on my website. You can get my new book, my new five-star book, Career Rehab, on amazon.com, Barnes & Noble's Books a Million. All the book retailers are carrying the book. And you can reach me on social media at Kanika Tover. I am on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, at Kanika Tover. So I look forward to connecting with you all. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for
0: uh, sharing your gems um, as always, we bring you on the Mindset to Mastery podcast. We bring you tips, strategies, and actionable items to help you to change your mindset, master your success. Make sure you visit my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Click the podcast link. Kanika's gonna be featured there with information and all the links of how you can get in touch with her. And we will give you information as well on some of our upcoming guests and links to um, all of our past guests. You can find us, we're syndicated on Mile High Radio um, in Canada and New York, as well as on Apple, um, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and I think there's about 10 other platforms where we are. So um, thank you guys for listening and for joining us. Um, Make sure that you tune in next week for another exciting episode of Mindsets Mastery, where we help you to change your mindset and master your success. Until next time, we out.